What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Good evening and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. Welcome back, Adam Martin, Sky Lawrence Pank. It's all over. It's done. The NFL season 2022-2023 is officially over after a Super Bowl win by the Kansas City Chiefs, beating the Philadelphia Eagles 38-35. It all accumulated on Sunday. What a game it was. We're going to be talking a bit about that, a bit about our highlights of the past season Lots to talk about. Maybe a bit of a shorter show, seems as we are. We're all done now, Sky. I mean, we've right. I, I, a lot of people now to me are like, well, what am I going to do now? And I'm like, well, there's the XFL, there's the draft, there's the combine, there's free agency, there's Derek Carr. I mean, there's so much going on. It, this isn't the end, surely, no? Oh, sorry, I suppose we'd probably say uh, it feels like the end, though. It always does feel like <laughs> the end, at, least, at least for February. And then March comes around. And then obviously there's free agency talk, as you said. We all get involved in the combine. People start thinking about fantasy. So it's not over, but I think it's nice to have that couple of weeks for the dust to settle. Read on NFL.com, everyone's sort of thoughts on the Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, what a great ending. What a great ending. Adam, stress, determination, grit, tears, blood, sadness, happiness, joy. And that's just the Franchise Tag podcast. The Super Bowl had it all. We're going to be talking a lot about it. Um, how did you enjoy it? Did, did you spend it on your own watching it? A couple of, and you're not a beer drink, you're a glass of wine sort of guy. Was there a couple of glasses of red to be had? No, no, it's just just by myself. I'd much better. Don't have to deal with any of you lot screaming at me. You know, great. It's just so I can actually watch it. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm the miserable old man of the podcast. So that's uh, that's how it was. Uh, really good game. Really enjoyed it. Um, then we had the halftime show, uh, you know, uh, and then it, it carried on and got a bit better after that. So, you know, it was it was good. And uh, yeah, really good night and uh, a bit of a shame how it ended. That's the only thing I would say, but I'm sure we'll come on to it. Oh, my face is grimacing. My face is grimacing. So you, there's two points I want to make on that. You missed out on not enjoying it with me, Andrew, and, uh, you know, Johnny Tinge, Byron and everyone. But I was talking to Sky about it. Before in the second half, we like a good, and I've had I usually had a few beers, not drunk, but I've had a few beers. Tiredness is starting to hit all of us a little bit, and the second half always tends to break down into then uh, NFL draft trivia. And we start doing like trivia things like who was the first running back who went in the 2014 draft, and it becomes a lot of that, and it sort of morphs and molds as we're talking about players. 
And it is just purely for the fact of we're just trying to think so that we can stay awake to try and watch the rest of the game. If we're just all silent, we just start falling off, sleeping, dropping off. But I'm, I'm going to defend Rihanna. I'm going to defend her because I watched don't, the Paris Don't next defend week. Rihanna. Don't. And I didn't realise this because Tinch said at the time she's she's pregnant, as in as in. But actually, she's been pregnant. She's had said baby, and now is pregnant again. And no one knew until the Super Bowl, which is pretty impressive for the form she gave, considering she's quite heavily pregnant as it is. And also, that's the first time she's performed in seven years. And it's going to be the probably the first time she well the last time she performs now for what another two or three years giving Vish will have another kid. I thought it was pretty alright. Okay, it's not to everyone's taste. It's not to my taste particularly. I'm not a huge Rihanna fan, you know. I'm far more of a Beyonce guy. But like, you, I mean, I know, Sky's eyebrows in controversy. This is what how the, this is how the end of the NFL season ends is Beyonce Rihanna debates. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. Um, but I thought it was, she did a very good job. I actually watched it a couple of times after, and I watched it with Karis, my partner, and I showed my brother because we've watched a few together. Um, and I was quite impressed, actually. But anyway, let's move on to the Super Bowl. Uh, big win, Sky. 38-35 to the Chiefs-Eagles. We all predicted sort of high scoring. This was a lot higher scoring than we thought it was going to be, I suppose. Give us your analysis of, of this Super Bowl. You know, the Chiefs have walk, walked away with a win there. We will talk about a bitter ending, some may say, um, in a moment, and we'll have our thoughts on that. But as, as a game in whole, Sky, what were, you thought, were your thoughts about this? It felt like one of those games where the Eagles just moved the ball willingly as they wanted to. And then the more the Chiefs crept back into it, you just thought it's going to feel like one of those games that the Eagles at the end, they're going to lose. And they're going to think, how did we lose this? Because there was something about Mahomes had his lowest postseason passing total. It's like 182 yards. I said, you know, that spoke uh, volumes as well. But I think I touched upon it before. I think the Chiefs, as much as I'm saying that the Eagles moved the ball freely, the Chiefs' defence obviously made plays and they stepped up in some key moments. Um, a lot of people didn't see that coming. Mahomes wasn't sacked and there's been complaints about from Reddick they touched upon like the state of the field. But, you know, both teams have to deal with that anyway. Um, and I think once again, you know, Mahomes and Andy Reid just showed how to get it done in the big game. They had the comeback win against the 49ers. They've done it again now. Um, and they definitely learned from the mistakes that they had when they went up against that great Tampa defence. And I think that just showed through. They persevered and, and rallied. So I was really impressed with how they got it done. Um, really impressed with the Eagles as well. And um, I didn't feel sorry for Nick Sirianni, but I did feel sorry for Jalen Hurts because he had a great game. Um, and I think we'd all touched upon if the Eagles were going to win the Super Bowl, I didn't think he would be the MVP. I thought someone else might stand out, but he would have been. He played fantastic, so can hold his head high. Well, he definitely contributed to the internet because he was a, a big meme now going about Nick, Nick Sirianni. He's the reply to a lot of their tweets, <laughs> isn't he? At the minute. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did as well. The state of the field was horrendous. It was horrendous. We, I think everyone's in agreement with that. It was awful. Uh, all that money they spent on it. And it, it's really rather ridiculous that it was that bad. Um, maybe seeing it a little bit more because uh, of the World Cup coming to the to America and how they have to have all grass pitches and there's going to be a bit of a transition there. So maybe we are going to be seeing a bit more of this with the fields. Um, so Adam, you, I raised your eyebrow there like you didn't sort of know that. Do you want me to explain why that is? No, no, I can understand why, because obviously you'd want to play football on grass. I just well, they they have to, so it's, yeah. it's in there, it's in there. So a lot of these pitches, I think what they'll do is lay grass over. 
they'll cover the yeah. NFL pitch then they go sorry however because um, I've always said that it's it, the World Cup the FIFA regulations have to be on grass but yeah. there is also a, a, a massive faction of the NFL that want to play on grass more and therefore there's a lot of ideas that the NFL is going to have a complete revamp of the of the whole system of their fields where it would be more grass based um so maybe we're going to see a little bit this more in the future i don't know maybe this was a bit of a showcase for grass and it's, they might just stick to the synthetic i suppose um the other thing we'll touch on is yeah the defenses i mean the chiefs got had one sack at one point and i was like i don't remember seeing that sack and the, and the eagles had none i mean it, it seemed we all thought there was going to be you know for, for the eagles defensive line who have had most sacks since the 85 bears and they've been fantastic this year on that front they were kept mostly silent for like, the whole game um, Adam, we're going to move on to you. You uh, took all your chips in the casino and put them on green and said that red would never, ever come in. And, uh, well, green lost, unfortunately. So you were you backed the Eagles to the high heaven before the season, mid the season, after, in the postseason. You were Eagles town, baby. But you didn't see Pat Mahomes coming down on the train. No, it was like the wounded warrior coming running through the middle, wasn't it? In the <laughs> just limping. He just limps yeah. every play. He just loves to get a little bit of hit and then goes, oh, yeah, just I'm going to shake that off. Like, like we know, Pat, we know you're milking it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was um, it, it was a very strange one. I, on the defences, I, I think no one saw uh, the Eagles' defence doing as little as what they did. And it wasn't just about getting to Mahomes, it was kind of in the secondary as well. They they just didn't match up very well. And it just it was a real struggle. And I know a lot of people have put a lot of that on uh, Jonathan Gannon, the former uh, defensive coach who's now I believe gone to Arizona. Is that correct? Yeah. Um as head coach. So yeah, I, I think that was a, a surprise that they got so little pressure, so little coverage um when it came to that so that was that was very shocking um but i do wonder if a lot of that was due to the turf you know this is the thing i i always and i know it's the same for both teams because it is the same for both teams because even the chiefs they didn't really get a lot of pressure on hurts to be really honest so i think it was the same for both um but obviously the defender has to react second to where the offense is going so you do wonder if that quick turn is what made them slip a lot more because of that turf so that was that's a, a potential issue there as to why it happened but um yeah I, I think it it was it was surprising that the defense from the Eagles were as bad as what they were considering how good they had been and I think that's where most people I mean you're you're, you're essentially back in you're, you're hoping that Mahomes can carry on and you're hoping that Andy Reid can come out with some special things, which he, he really did. There was some really big coaching moves from from him that really made the difference and completely swung momentum their way. Um, but it was just surprising that the Eagles defensively struggled as much as what they did. I think I feel like Nick Gannon went somewhere else as the O.C., for Philadelphia has gone to Arizona. But I can't remember. Maybe I'm getting that mixed up, I suppose. Did it also um, go to the Colts? I don't know. Ah, uh, the OC went to the Colts. Yeah, yeah, it is. DC has gone to Arizona. Yeah, apologies. Um, yeah, for, from my point of view, it, uh, highly contested. But this is exactly what you want in the Super Bowl. Like, this is exactly what you want. Like, high action, a little bit. I liked more defensive action in terms of, uh, we, you saw the touchdown, the fumble, touchdown by the defense of the Chiefs they did twice actually uh one got called back I'd like to see a bit more than that more of that um, because I'm more of a defensive guy but 
both of these teams really came to play, really came to play. And maybe it was the experience of, of, of Andy Reid that maybe pushed them over the line, I suppose, with Nick Sirianni and his coaching. Um, both teams were you know, well up for this game. I, I feel like, though uh, you could argue neither defence played that great with how many points got put up against them, there wasn't there wasn't loads of mistakes. I think it was just talent playing well. Big players play well in big games, like we've said all year. And they created big moments. And certainly a lot of these players did. I mean, a lot of these players that are on the Chiefs team this year have been at good teams. And this has been their chance to go and get that Super Bowl. MVS, Juju Smith-Schuster, play, players like that. that They were really wanting to, to go out there and perform. And um, I don't think any of the stars shone away from the spotlight on both teams. Hertz played fantastic. Mahomes was fantastic. Kelsey was great. AJ Brown was great. There was... They all came to play. And I think it was just maybe a bit more of that experience that pushed the Chiefs over the edge. And uh, and it's going to be really interesting seeing them going into, you know, going into this offseason and then into next year. We're going to have to talk about it. I've got my defence, which I'll probably put my 50p in a little bit later on. The obvious holding call at the end. Um, not so obvious, I suppose, a call at the end. Um, obviously, the fact that we're going to talk about it. Uh, James Bradbury on uh, on Juju, was it? It was on Juju Smith-Schuster? Yeah. Yeah. And the holding call that was called holding. Bradbury has come out and said he was holding, and it was the right call. A lot of people left a bit of testimony. A lot of Eagles fans, obviously, incredibly destroyed. Him. Our own Gareth Smith was, was well included in that, I suppose. Um, Sky, a lot of Eagles fans, that's just lost us the game. How are you feeling with this call? How are you feeling with this decision? I think in the moment, I was sat in the pub saying, oh, the, you know, it's, it hasn't been called all night. But this is what happens when it shows the two best teams are in the Super Bowl. So, of course, penalties are not often. You'd like to think they're both well coached. And, of course, when there's one or two calls, then they get highlighted um, I would lean towards saying that it was holding, but I haven't replayed to watch the whole game to say if there was any missed. I can't think of many others that were potentially missed, but it's just because it was at the end of the game. Obviously, it's magnified. Um, I'm actually more confused as to why he felt the need to hold. I've watched that particular play a few times mm. and Mahomes ended up throwing it to the back of the end zone. So he was just taking a chance, settling for a field goal, essentially. I know it's easier said than done in the moment, but it didn't seem like Juju was going to, break free from him so I don't know if there was mm. what what his thought process was in the, in the moment I don't think he needed to hold there um but I'd not I'm I'm sounds like I'm going to be on the fence but I'm not I think it was a hold and it was called classic sky I would say it was the right call but I understand why it was called it's just poor mm. timing right if you're an Eagles fan mm. Adam what's your uh, stance on the the whole saga uh, I think it was the <clears throat> it, it was holding Clearly, mm -hmm. um, it, it wasn't the one on his back. It was the one on his side, which uh, the first one, which I think everyone kind of got confused with, because when mm -hmm. what we saw on the TV, it just looked like there was a guy with his hand on his back, mm -hmm. which was like, well, why are you giving that? It was clearly a hold. As you said, he's come out. Bradbury's come out and said that he, he held him. The problem is, is that it based on what had happened previously in the game and the way that things had happened, it kind of felt like it shouldn't have been called. That was the problem. It's like you, you want to, the, the biggest issue, and this is something that we've had with officials for years and quite what Roger Goodell's on when he comes out and says it's the best officiate and it's been, it, it's just, it's not, it just isn't. And I know he's got to defend them, but yeah. Um, so 
you, there was one on Juju earlier in the game where you sort of look at it and it felt like a clear hold. And there was another one. In, and you've had other ones in previous games where they're like, they're holds and they don't give them because, you know, they just decide not to. That's the problem. It, it's not so much that it was thrown because it was a hold. The problem was is that it wasn't consistent with the rest of the game and the way they were playing it. And it felt very much... The reason there was no penalties or barely any penalties was because they were letting most stuff go. Mm. And I think that where it was at that point of the game, I think the vast majority of us probably felt robbed of what would have been from that, where the Eagles would have had, what, a minute 45, a minute 50, something like that. They would have been three points down and Hertz would have had the ball and... Who knows? Could have gone into overtime. They could have won it. You, you just don't know. So I think that's the reason that it's had so much put on it. And that's why so many people have been upset about it. I I think it's very, very big of James Bradbury to come out and admit and yeah. hold his hands up that he did it. And that that's but he thought he'd get away with it predominantly because of the way it had been called all through the game. And that's the problem. So I think you you can't have the inconsistency and then not expect people to get upset about something like that. So that that was the problem. I think you're right. It's incredibly big of Bradbury to come out and said it. I'm going to be completely honest. I have not rewatched the Super Bowl yet. So I've not seen the angle that you're talking about where he was holding. I've actually not seen. I pretty much watched Super Bowl, woke up next day, felt rough because of the late night, came back to London. I've had work on it. I've just not been able to, I've, even though I've been on Twitter and Instagram, so I've, and nothing's popped up me from Super Bowl that has maybe altered anything other than Bradbury saying that he was holding. So on the night, the angle that we saw, we all said, and me included, that that's not a hold. It's not a hold. But my problem was the Eagles like, that's just lost us the game. And I would say, hang on a minute, no, moments within games lose you games, yes. And yes, anything could have happened with that last minute and 40 left or whatever it was. But that's not the point. The winning, you know, to win the Super Bowl, you need to, you know, you need to give it your all points. And, and I felt like it was just like, well, if we got that call, we wouldn't have won the game. No. That's not necessarily true. You could have also lost the game still if you had not got that call. So there, you know, that sole decision does not determine who won the Super Bowl. That's the one thing. The same thing was, you say about inconsistencies. There was this consistencies, and it swings around about as well. And we get this in football massively as well in, in regular football in, in all sports. I, on the night, felt that the second fumble touchdown by the Chiefs' defense should have been a touchdown. I thought I thought the running back had control of it, and I felt that he should have that should have been allowed as a touchdown. That was my now again. I've not rewatched it, so that was my feeling on the night about that. And also the Dallas Goddard catch that went out of bounds, but they said he didn't have actual control. I don't think he had proper control either on that. I didn't. I didn't think he had in the game. Again, not watched it six. So it is swings and roundabouts with these decisions. Some go your way, some don't. That is partly why we love sport, and partly why there's such a faction of VAR hate in the moment in this country, because that has been taken away. The element of you win some, you lose some, in a way. And that has been something that's been ingrained in all sports for, for a huge amount of time. But 
the NFL is a sport that looks at these things under the microscope a lot and allows time for referees and personnel and the, the, the thousands of cameras and personnel that they have to look at these decisions. And it is the lack of consistency. So, but again, but I don't think it's a bitter note. I'm hating this. It was a bitter ending. Oh, it went, it went, it was a sour ending. No, the best team won. You shouldn't have put yourself in that position where it was in the last moments. You know, big t- you know, that that singular decision did not lose you the Super Bowl. It, it didn't help by no means. But if you're going to win the Super Bowl, you've got to you play every minute back back to back, and and you try and put the most points on the board. And as Michael Owen once said, whoever scores the next goal, the, the, the most goals is going to win the game. You know, you put the ball in the end zone and. And then, well, well, then Jalen Hurts did get the ball back and he tried that Hail Mary and it was absolutely awful prophetic attempt. So even, even he had to get down the field in that amount of time, I suppose, you know, maybe maybe it wouldn't have happened either. Um, that's my sense of it. It might have been a bit ridiculous. How did you feel about them two calls that I was talking about just then? I think the, the biggest thing, and maybe it hasn't <laughs> been articulated very well by Eagles fans at the time who were very upset, at the, you know, obviously, mm. is that it's not so much that they would have won. I think it's just that they were robbed of the opportunity to win Mm. at that moment. And like I say, because it hadn't been like that through the game, I I think that's what the issue is. Um, With the Goddard one, to me, had it against his helmet. That that was kind of how it, it depends if you class that as control or not. I mean, I, again, I, again, I have not watched it again. Since, yeah, so but there, there I, were plenty. There were there really were things in it that you could change and you could come out and say. Yeah. I mean, there was one very very early uh, helmet to helmet on Devonta Smith that nothing was given mm. almost in the first couple of plays and and nothing happened there. And you just see this is the problem. You don't give something like that, which is mm. is quite clear, and yet. Mm. You do a, a hold, which, okay, yeah, it was a hold, but that that's the problem. And like you say, there were things on the other side as well. It's like the Chiefs had had certain things that they should have been given. You know, there is, there is an argument that Nick Bolton should have got the second one, who, you know, it's that's another thing. And it kind of just felt like it, it was a bit like that, that they were just letting everything go unless it had to go to video replay and they had to overturn it. But it just kind of felt like most stuff was being let go. And I think that's probably the biggest gripe that they have. Hmm. Nick Bolton absolutely did me a dirty because at the start of the program, they said Nick Bolton led, was one of the leading league, league leaders in tackles this year. And I said how that is such a, a silly stat that people bloat that up because you, as a defence, you should be the team with the least amount of tackles. Because that means that you weren't on the field much and you were winning games a lot. You know what I mean? So that was my argument. I was like, right. And then he, then he scored that touchdown. And then he's going to no everyone in the room was just like, and, what, and Nick Bolton stats? How about a Nick Bolton stats? And he's doing that on them. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. He but, heard you. Uh, that, yeah, that's, yeah, well, yeah, he clearly did hear me. <laughs> um, a, a great Super Bowl, a great ending. Like, take it away from this call. It was a great ending to what has been a really, a real up and down year, man. Like a real crazy year. We've had some incredible games. We've had some 
some players who haven't turned up. We've had some players who have majorly turned up. We've had the, one of the most exciting rookie classes coming in this year, Sky, with people like Source Garner, Aiden Hutchinson. And a lot of them have really performed as well. It's been really brilliant. We've had the, the Damar Hamlin situation, which was just so crazy and what a whirlwind what that was. And we're so pleased to see him very much back on his feet and and, and looking really well. And, uh, you know, it's, fingers crossed that maybe one day he plays again. And now we're going to come into a really, really great off-season as well because there is a lot of movement. We've already had Derek Carby released just today. Well, yesterday, really. Um, he's going to be looking to team. We've got the Aaron Rodgers saga once again. When is it never about Aaron Rodgers? I mean, uh, we've got the, the, so much going on and what's happening. Um, how? What's what? Summarise what this year for the NFL has been like for you uh, as a Patriots fan, as an NFL fan in general. <laughs> I think it's been a great season, though, like not going back to the Super Bowl again, but we even touched upon for the conference championships. There was nothing to separate those four teams, right? I think it was probably the hardest year to predict who was going to go all the way. And we had a Super Bowl which sort of summarised the whole season of how close and how unpredictable it was. And it could have gone down to anyone. And just like that, Sky was so pleased this year. He just upped and left. He just walked out. He was so happy. He was so happy, I was he just up to left and said, I'm done, I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about the Patriots. That's I was about happened. to say, as a Patriots fan, <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but it was perfect timing. Um, <laughs> I think there wasn't really much for us to be happy about. Probably Stevenson, the running back, um, mm. was amazing for us. And one of the bright spots. Um, <laughs> finally getting... a you know, getting Bill O'Brien um, as our offensive coordinator for next season, getting, re- I mean, I, I would not saying that I'm super, super happy, but it's better than having Matt Patricia or having somebody who doesn't even call plays. So we'll see how we get on there. Um, I think like you touched upon with one of my highlights particularly is Geno Smith, because mm. I remember when he was drafted, obviously got his jaw broke by his teammate when he was at the Jets. <laughs> And everybody was like putting him down, you know, not going to say that I've ever thought that he would be a viable starting quarterback again in the NFL. I don't think anybody thought that after Russell Wilson left. I think he was a really great story that he um, got comeback player of the year, truly deserved. I mean, we'll see how he does next year, but that was a good story. Um, The Bengals as well. I think we've all spoke about their talent, but we've seen so many teams um, go the (laughs) other way after making a Super Bowl win or lose that happened to the Rams. So it's good to see the Bengals back in contention um, and also good to see um, the Bills not winning it again as a Patriots fan because I get hyped up every year. So I'll, I'll deal with the Chiefs. I still don't think that the Chiefs, I mean, people keep saying they're a dynasty. Are you really a dynasty? You need like two in three years, don't you? Or like three in four. So I think the Chiefs mm. need to win another one next year to, to solely have that title. And what about yourself, Adam? How's your Green Bay Packer journey been this year and the NFL season in general? Well, I mean, everyone knows that anyone who's a Green Bay Packer fan has been in depression <laughs> all year. So, you know, that's uh, that's that's nothing to talk about. Um, yeah, I think the NFL, one of the biggest things, I think, uh, I think the emergence of Jalen Hurts definitely has been a massive thing. I think you can safely mm. say that he's going to be there for many years to come now and that we can put to bed this ridiculous chat about whether or not he's good enough, because he clearly showed that he was. Uh, so I think I think that's definitely something that he's stepped up. Um, just the emergence of some of these teams. I think there's there's mm. been teams that have not been around now for a good, what, Do you mean, five, when, I mean, 
Jimmy when I accurately predicted that the Lions and Jets could turn it all around? Is that what you? No, no, I was going for the Jags. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't predict that, admittedly. Yeah, I I think the Jags. You know, uh, 2016. I think it was the last time they were in the playoffs. You know, so that's that's certainly something that I think it's always nice to see it kind of freshen up a little bit and and see some teams move into that sort of position that they weren't. Obviously, the Jets doing well as well, which I'm sure Sky is thrilled about. Uh, but, you know, if they can get themselves a quarterback, then they will, you know, they will be a decent side again. So that's something for them. The Lions, of course, well, we couldn't possibly forget the Lions and the chaos that is that franchise and how they seem to love putting points up, but they also love giving them away. So, uh, yeah, that as well. Just, um, yeah, been, it's been a, a good season. It, it's always good when it's slightly different. I know that the the final in the end was very much, you know, seed number one against seed number one. So it was kind of pretty predictable in that respect. But I think um, just the season as a whole has been a bit more unpredictable and a bit different. So that's certainly why it's it's been a good one. But uh as as for me and fellow Green Bay Pack fans, we will be going into dark therapy, I believe, is what it is, <laughs> and uh, that'll be it. So. Well, I mean, for me, uh, as a Steeler fan, I, you're going to join I mean, me can, in dark therapy. <laughs> how can, how, yeah, but in a way, in a way, I'm pretty pleased. You know, we were touted at having a really, really awful season. Now we were not good this year by no means, but we we. We went 500, which no one said we would do. Um, pick it by the end of the year. I mean, people, a lot of the analysts were believing him, really hyped him up to be something that I'm not sure he is going to be. But there seems to be a real bandwagon now that Pickett can produce for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is really certainly exciting going forward. Um, very miffed that Matt Candor is going to be sticking around the offensive coordinator, but that is such his life, can't have everything. And I, I think it's right. I think you're right in terms of the, the teams that have emerged this year. And I think there's been certain players this year that have like stuck the flag in the ground for like, oh, I'm elite and I'm I'm gonna be elite. Like for me, Justin Jefferson has just yeah. been a joy to watch all year. Like I I have said it already on the podcast this year, but I think he's gonna be the next greatest receiver that people talk about for the for the generations because I think he is just that good i think he's been so phenomenal pat mahomes has been ecstatic again this year he's been phenomenal and some of these players who we knew were good and at a high level have really planted the flag in the ground this year to go like oh no i'm elite and i'm here to stay like there's always though though mahomes has been good for a fair few years everyone sort of expects a bit of a dip with him sometimes but it's just not happening and i don't think it is happening for people like justin jefferson either um what would you say is your moment of the year What's been the one moment this year that sticks out in your brain that you go, wow, that was incredible? Like a, a good thing. I can start because I can see Adam's face. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you've probably set me up well here. The uh, Justin Jefferson catch against the Bills, was it fourth and mm. 18? Something yeah. like that in, that in that game that went to overtime. That was, if we're talking about a moment, in t- that, that stands out. Yeah, yeah, that's what, uh, what I mean, yeah. Yeah, um, I think that was pretty big. Um, other than mm. that, I guess because of, like you said, with the Demar Hamlin thing, the the kickoff return against the Patriots to start that game, 
the atmosphere was electric. Mm. So even as a Patriots fan, um, never want to see your own team give up a touchdown. But, you know, it sort of uh, captivated that entire week and everything that went into it. So that's probably another mm. standout moment. What about yourself, Adam? Now you had a little like, think about it. I don't really have one, to be brutally honest. I mean, I, I think I think it's the, the whole DeMar Hamlin thing is going to be remembered quite a lot in for this season and, and everything that happened with that. Um, yeah, that's as helpful as I'm going to be to you, really. I, I don't really have one. I'm, I'm actually sticking. I'm very similar to Sky. And, uh, but my moment is uh, the Vikings coming back to beat the Colts. By that huge deficit. Yeah. That was my can we can we stop all this Vikings love? I don't like it. <laughs> well, no, it's because also I watched that game and was like, what, like what, and it was like, wow, it's crazy. And like, obviously, um, Karis, my partner, is a Vikings fan, though very, very casual, but she was so into it by the end of the game. And like, I kept telling her they'd lost, they'd won. And the, the, it was like, in my mind, I was going, well, they surely have lost or they surely have won. But it was like a minute 15, minute 20. And it, and they came back and won the game. Same with the Bills game as well. I did the same thing to her there. In fact, it was no, it was that game where I couldn't quite tell whether they're winning or losing. And then the Colts' comeback was like phenomenal. I think that was just an incredible game. I know there's a lot of Vikings love going on here, but um, that was a really special moment. And yeah, and, and yeah, I'd say that the touchback from the kickoff, the first play of the game against the Panthers. I, I suppose, pretty... I suppose one thing, and it wasn't really a moment because obviously we didn't see it happen because it happened afterwards and i know that andrew just loves me bringing him up on the show all the time but you know tom brady retiring is a pretty big <laughs> moment as well i might cry <laughs> <laughs> well thank you both of you for coming on tonight and talking about uh about the super bowl about the nfl season thank you sky thank you adam um Going to close out with thank yous, I'm afraid, because it is the last one of the year. Um, actually, there is one other thing. Um, we did a really good uh, a betting show for the Super Bowl prior to the Super Bowl. The Sky and Adam and Andrew were involved in, as well as our good friend Sam Farley. One of the bets did come in, uh, which was one of Sky's bets. Admittedly, I'm Pacheco finally did something <laughs> for you that you wanted. Um so I get the name correct of the charity because I do get the words mixed up a little bit sometimes. I just need to quickly find it. We did win £100, which is very good, from £25, well done, Sky. And that's going to the Mental Health Foundation um, of charity for mental health for all people. Um, so we'll be sending that. I'm going to be sending that very soon to them. If anyone does struggle with mental health or anything like that, speak to a friend, speak to your family, maybe hold, uh, you know, reach out to this charity as well. It's a lot, a lot of craziness going on in the world at the minute, and it's always good to have a helping hand and have it at uh, someone's ear that you can, you know, talk to them and, and and talk through your issues. But a huge thank you to Adam, to Sky for being on tonight. Also to Adam as well, who's been tremendous this year with everything on social media, with the betting show, with the fancy show. You have, you've really pushed it forward. Uh, Sky, thank you for joining us in the in the, really the twenty twenty three. And there's a really bright 2023 for yourself as well here at the franchise second and, and uh, really looking forward to the journey you're coming on with us. Thank you to Andrew Manning and Gareth Smith who have been two of the four pillars of the Franchise Tag Podcast for the whole year. Thank you to both of them for the work they've done, Andrew, especially with the uh, betting show 
and the fantasy football show as well, both sponsored by 888 Sport. Thank you to 888 Sport for sponsoring us for a large majority of this year and entrusting us to produce fantastic shows every week. Thank you to everyone who's been on the fantasy show, on this show and on the betting show as well. Johnny Bisbee, Johnny Gilbert, Byron Burbage, um, Ben Tincello, uh, everyone's just been fantastic who's been on george editor we have a special uh shout out to as well who's been a, a real big supporter of us thank you to all of our partners who allow us this time to be able to do this and to, to enjoy ourselves and to put the nfl on every week and uh we'd like to say now is your time for us to spend time with you but you know it's only like two weeks and then it's then more nfl stuff happens it's a non-stop program um Loads more to come from uh, the Franchise Tag Podcast in this off-season. We're going to have a couple of weeks off and then we're back. Thank you guys for supporting all of our shows for our channel and uh, really showing us love. It's been, really been a special year and uh, we hope to have an even better 23-24 season when we come back. Like I said, loads happening in the off-season, so make sure you keep checking us out on YouTube and on all social media platforms and on Spotify and all podcast platforms as well. Until then, enjoy the off-season and we'll see you again very soon.